You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021, and we are recapping a series sweep. Two games or not, it's a series sweep, dang it, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Before we get started, got to tell you all about Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully every day. Unlocked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB's team of local experts. So subscribe to Locked on MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, what a win! What a what a what a big boy, big girl dub! Very very impressive win by your Detroit Tigers over the Milwaukee Brewers to uh, to finish off the two-game sweep of the Brew Crew, uh, a 1-4 final, a game in which Matt Manning faced up against Brennan Woodruff, one of the best pitchers in baseball. This is why win-loss record is stupid, by the way. Brandon Woodruff has a has a nine and nine record, a nine and nine win loss record. That's why pitching wins are stupid. Nine and nine for Brandon Woodruff. Um, okay, so one to four final. Uh, let's start with the offense, shall we? Let's start with the offense because um, it was a really interesting game. <laughs> game offensively so Woodruff is is one of the best pitchers in the sport uh, undeniably gets a quality start in this one and he's one of those pitchers where he's so good that when he gets a quality start you're like oh like when he I, I guess I should say when he only gets a quality start when he barely gets a quality start you're like, oh, that that's kind of a like disappointing performance from him. He goes six innings, four hits, three runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. And you're like, all right, well, that's kind of a like we probably could have gotten a little bit better than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's he's that good. He's at that level where when he barely qualifies for a quality start, you're like, all right, well. Like, maybe next time you'll do a little bit better. Uh, This game also featured former Tiger Daniel Norris, who picked up where he left off, got uh, pitched one-third of an inning and gave up two hits. Um, Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Good old Daniel. Good old Daniel. Did not, has not changed a bit. He looked very much like Daniel Norris, I will say that. Uh, So this offense, this was very much a tale of the first three innings in the last six (laughs) um the first three innings the tigers were getting dominated absolutely dominated and you were like all right well this is like buckle up this is going to be another like one nothing game uh and then the fourth inning happened and we started spraying the ball around a little bit picked up three runs in the fourth and fifth off of Woodruff, the approach changed. It changed mid-game. I think that's why that this coaching staff is just so damn good. I, I just love 
I just love AJ Hinch and his coaching staff. I love Fetter. I love Coolball. I love I love Hinch. I love Lombard. Just everybody's so good at their jobs, man. And women. Just just unbelievable. So so you see the approach change mid-game. You see at the beginning, the approach was okay, he doesn't walk people. Let's try and attack him early. Let's try and go at him. Let's try and swing early and counts and, and, and be aggressive. And then the approach was like, all right, well, this clearly isn't working. So in the last three innings or two innings of his outing, um, I guess three innings of, of his entire outing, they started taking a lot more pitches and, and only drew one walk in the entire game, sure. But the, the patient approach led to hits. And that's why being a patient hitter is so much more valuable than being like a hobby bias, uber aggressive hitter, because you're going to run into one for sure. As, as a super aggressive person, you're going to attack a, a fastball early in a count or something. Absolutely. Every once in a while, you're going to run into those, but the, the patient approach and letting the pitcher forcing the pitcher to throw strikes is so valuable and, and something that, that you don't have with the opposite mindset. And I really think that that is one of the biggest reasons that the the fourth and fifth innings specifically were so the the, the Tigers took a, a complete 180 and, and a change of pace on their um, on the on the run production and just the production on, on getting people on base. Just the offense as a whole did such a turnaround for the remainder of the game. So uh, Akil Badu. 0 for 3 with 3 strikeouts, not great. Uh, his OPS is now down to 772, unfortunately. Still very solid for a Rule 5 pick rookie. No disappointment at all. Very, very happy with his season. Should get some sort of Rookie of the Year recognition. He won't win the award, but he should get some sort of you know, a, a, a top 5 vote or a top 5 finish or something like that. D- deserves all the credit in the world. Um then Victor Reyes would pinch hit for him and get a hit. Victor Reyes, man. Victor Reyes is, is something else. 684 OPS on the year for Victor. Uh, Scopey goes 0 for 4, but no strikeouts. So I guess that's that's something. Put the ball in play. Robbie Grossman goes 1 for 3 with a walk as well. Uh, would score one of the runs. Miguel Cabrera. One for four with an RBI, and it would get ruled to a double, which is awesome. Raise that, uh, raise that slugging percentage a little bit. Gets the slugging percentage to exactly 400 because they ruled it a double, so that's kind of fun. 725 OPS on the year. Beauty. Uh, well, we will gladly. It's just I'm I'm incredibly fine with it. Another hit, another step closer to 3K. It's gonna it's gonna come down to the wire, man. That 3,000th hit is really going to come down to the wirest of wires. Does that make sense? It, it is. It, it he is on pace to like to get it within like his first game of the next season. Currently, like he needed one more hit to be on pace to get it like on the last game of the season this year. Like he, it's going to come down. It's going to be a nail biter. It's going to be a, a big time nail biter. So that'll be fun. Jamer Candelario, 0 for three with a strikeout. Uh, st- OPS down to 795 would be awesome if he could end the season with an over 800 OPS. That'd be really, really cool. Harold Castro, one for three with, of course, a single 
Willie Castro uh, goes one for three, also with a single and a strikeout. And then Dustin Garneau getting the start behind the dish and hits a a wall scraper of a homer, a, a ball that off the bat and while it was in the air and, and really until it was ruled a homer, it did not seem like it was going to be a homer. Um but got two RBIs and a home run out of it, and and he's been he's been great. He's been fantastic. A, a really really solid pickup. Considering Rogers is now unfortunately, I'm not sure we ever talked about this on the show. Actually, that's that's bad hosting on my part. But Jake Rogers, uh, Tommy John will not only miss the rest of this season, but will miss almost all, if not all, of next season as as well. At this point. Um, Obviously, terrible news, and and wishing him uh, the speediest possible recovery. Um, but Garneau has really filled in the hole of with all the, the and then Ramos didn't even make it to the All Star break on the team. Like with all the the turmoil behind the plate this year, Grayson Griner just being Grayson Griner, and and that's not very good. Uh, Garneau has stepped up pretty respectably in the last what month? I guess I want to say. Um, and uh, and and really impressed in a in a big way. So so good on Dustin Garneau for for being a very solid backup option for this team. Uh, and then Derek Hill, one for three with a triple. I think the Tigers are leading the league in triples. I think that's a stat. We're also over five hundred against teams that are over five hundred this year, which is a stat. I mean, and, and like since, uh, since, well, we'll get into that at, at the end, I guess, but we're, there's something cooking, maybe there's something in the water, something in the water. All right, let's get into uh, the pitching performances. Cause there is a very important, uh, very important pitching performance from Matt Manning, obviously. And then honestly, the relievers too, this was an all around pretty noteworthy, um, Pitching series, giving up one run in, in, in a two-game series against one of the best teams in baseball. All right, let's uh, let's get into the pitching first, though. Got to talk to everybody about our friends over at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device to let you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. You can also watch your favorite sports, movies, shows. You can do it all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to get another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get rid of everything. Get your TV together in one with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on the package. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Um, Let's get into this pitching performance. One to four victory for the Tigers yesterday afternoon. Uh, Awesome. Awesome, man. We I don't care that it was only a two-game series. Then an 89-win division winner, going to be a threat in the playoffs. What do we say? Third or fourth best record in baseball team. Came into Comerica Park and scored one run. 
in a two-game set. It's wildly impressive. Big ups to uh, to the pitching staff. And one of those games went into the 11th. So it runners on second for two of those innings, uh, just two extra innings in general. Still, only one run scored for the uh, entire two-game series here for the Brewers. Very, very impressive pitching-wise. Let's start with, uh, we're going to do Manning last. So let's start with Alex Lang. He would pitch the seventh and look absolutely phenomenal. Some of the best that I have ever seen Alex Lang at the major league level, easily. The curveball was biting. The fastball, he actually was locating it, which is a, a, a big rarity for Alex Lang. As much as I love him to death, um, that that command is a problem. It is admittedly a problem, and it was not a problem today whatsoever. One inning pitched, two strikeouts on only 14 pitches. Ten of the 14 pitches were strikes. Absolutely phenomenal work. That curveball is something filthy. It, it, it can be so good. His curveball can be so, so good. You, you just need to have a little bit better command, and he had it today. So I'm very, very happy with what I saw out of Mr. Lang. Then we have uh, Michael Fulmer pitched eight and nine. Would get the, uh, the old two-inning save Michael Fulmer would get. 36 pitches. Two innings, one hit, no walks, four strikeouts. This was the best we have seen Michael Fulmer in weeks. He's had good outings. He's had good stretches. This was the best version of Michael Fulmer I've seen in a very, 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 three varies, long time. The slider was unreal. He was pumping a, a like a 92 to even 94 mile an hour slider there at the end of the game. Uh, a wicked strike three. Borderline unhittable. And he was locating his pitch as well. The fastball was located well. He was, he was absolutely great today. Yesterday when you're listening to this. Absolutely phenomenal. Michael Fulmer deserves a ton of credit. 36 pitches. I would imagine he's going to get the next couple of days off because we all know Michael Fulmer's unfortunate injury history and and two innings and 36 pitches is quite a bit, but we should all be thrilled with what we just saw out of him. And if that's even remotely a sign of things to come uh, going into next season or whatnot, Michael Fulmer might carve himself a a very, very nice and important role in the back end of this bullpen uh, because that was that was an unbelievable performance. It was it was borderline jaw dropping from just a reliever and, and and at the end of a game. Borderline jaw dropping performance. He was unbelievably good. Best version of him I've seen in quite some time. All right, let's get into uh, Matthew Manning. Matt Manning with uh, gets the win, and he was. Phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal. The final line, he would go six innings, two hits, one run. It was earned. Three walks and six strikeouts. This was the most mature version of Matthew Manning I think we've ever seen at the Major League level. First off, I was under the impression that he would not go deep into too many games for the remainder of the year. 
So seeing him go six and pitch almost 100 pitches, a 98 pitch count is what he would end with. Um, seeing him go that deep and 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 throw, have a pitch count that high was a was a pleasant surprise. I was I was rather pleased that he was able to just kind of get let off the leash and told to 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 go have fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go have fun, kid. Uh, so he was he was phenomenal though. The breaking ball was working very, very well. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing we keep seeing over and over in Chris Fetter's philosophy with these young pitchers and the entire staff, really, is the importance of the changeup. And Matt Manning's changeup, it, it, coming into this year, he was, hey, he has the fastball. He has this really, really good curveball. The changeup is kind of this weird third pitch. It was really, really good today. Really, really solid. The fastball was solid. The velocity was kind of weird. Uh, it has been all year with him. And it, that was no different today. We didn't get too much consistency out of the heater. But at some points this year, we've seen him like top out at 93 in a game. And then at some points, we've seen him hit 97 on the black. And you're like, wow, okay, Matt Manning for sure. So we weren't hitting the the consistent 97 98 by any means but but it was jumping around and i, I almost wonder if it was on purpose cuz it it seemed to keep some hitters off guard now the one thing 3 walks in 6 innings is far from horrible we have plenty of people on this roster uh, that that have far worse walk rates than that but ideally you would like to see it go down a little bit i think it, that's really just me being nitpicky, though. Like, I mean, he's he's a rookie. You know, he's going to be far from perfect this year. It's just interesting to me that he seems to either be, I'm not going to walk anyone, but I'm going to give up a lot of hard contact, or I am going to walk people, but the it's going to be soft contact when I when I give up hits, and that that seemed to be a a, a theme. And it's it continues to be a theme. I mean, they outside of the Lorenzo Kane double, I guess. Like there was really very uh, Matt Manning has had a history this season of of getting hit pretty damn hard, and that was not the case this game. But his walk numbers did go up a little bit. So I wonder if that's more of like he's just working on his location a lot more and trying to nibble a lot more, and just as a rookie, that means he's going to walk some more people or what. But uh, it was very very. An, an incredibly encouraging start from Matt Manning. And uh, it's one of the, like I said, one of his best and probably the most mature start of his major league career uh, in an old English D. He, he, looked, he looked incredible. So big ups to this pitching staff this series, man. You, you, like I said, you're, you're bringing in a, an, an 89 win, you know, with what, two and a half weeks left, 89 wins. Um, one of the best records in all the baseball team that's going to comfortably win their division into your house. And, and even in a two-game set, only giving up one run in a series is, uh, is pretty darn impressive. So good on the pitching staff. Serve a ton of credit. Big ups. Big ups to the pitching staff. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some closing kind of stuff on the Tigers. Then we'll do throwback Thursday because today is, in fact... Thursday. I have a very, very fun throwback Thursday. I'm pretty, pretty proud of it. 
I'm pretty pretty proud of it. Apparently, I'm incredibly proud of it because I uh, I, I wanted to say pretty twice. Okay, first though, before we get any further. Got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for pro and college football this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests, betonline.ag continues to be the best spot to go for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus using promo code LOCKEDON. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Also, don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Two promo codes for you from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also got to talk to everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of make and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home. And in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why well, should you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. With everything you need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for our final segment at Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. We're going to give you some final news and notes and then wrap up with a throwback Thursday as we, uh, I would say as we always do, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, as everybody knows, (laughs) we don't get to it, but we're going to get to it today. So Detroit Tigers now at 70 and 76, okay, 70 and 76 for those keeping track at home. That means we play 16 more games, right? Because 81 and 81 is 500. Got 11 more wins and uh, and, and five more losses to, to reach that. So basically what I'm saying is we go 11 and 5 to end the year. We end the season as a 500 baseball team. How crazy would that be? Two years ago, we lost 114 games. Last year, we were on pace to lose somewhere between 95 and 100 with the 60-game season and essentially the same roster from, from 2019. Now, we are, we are six games under 500 with 16 games left and legitimately have a chance to finish with a 500 record. That's unreal. Then you got the the Miggy uh, hit chase as well. Very, very fun stuff. They are also, May 8th was the big turnaround, right? 
April was really rough. If it wasn't for April, this team would actually be like over 500. Like, and they didn't even, they wouldn't even have to have been like 500 in April. They just didn't have to be like the worst April team, like in the history of baseball. And we would legitimately be an over 500 baseball team at the moment. 61 and 52 since May 8th, 30 and 25 since the All-Star break and over 500 against teams with a 500 or better record. That is the AJ Hinch difference. That is this whole coaching staff's difference. And Torque Green, a free agent shortstop. Next year is going to be a fun one, baby. Next year is going to be a fun ass season, and I cannot wait. All right, let's get into our uh, our Throwback Thursday, shall we? Shall we? We shall. Okay. This player played third and first base for your Detroit Tigers. Okay? Third and first. I would say... Mm, I would say... To my memory, he played more third than first. Uh, let's see. In his career... This is only a three-year career as well. 32 games at DH, 30 games at first, 18 at first, 7 in left field. So there you go. That's his entire career. Only played 101 games in his career. Made his MLB debut for the Detroit Tigers at age 25 in 2008. His last game would be played for the Tigers in 2010. And then he would play 24 games for the Oakland Athletics in 2010 as well before just bouncing around from minor league to minor league team and then going to uh, international play after that. So this man uh, was drafted in the 32nd round out of high school in 2001, chose to go to college at Arizona State University, Spencer Torkelson, Gage Workman, etc. We got a we got a pretty decent pipeline out of Arizona State. So he would choose to go to Arizona State instead. Okay. He was then chosen by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 15th round of the 2004 draft, but turned down a almost $700,000 contract because his agent Scott Boris told him to. And uh, and said that he could, if he had a good senior year, he could get drafted even higher and have an even higher signing bonus. So he did that. And in June 2005, he became the third College World Series player ever to hit three home runs in a single game. It is by far his crowning achievement. At the time, it made him all over SportsCenter. He was uh, he he was he was everywhere for a hot minute. And sure enough, the Tigers then drafted him in the fifth round. So he went from out of high school, 32nd round, uh, after his junior year, a 15th round pick. And then he goes, has a great senior year, and uh, becomes a, a, a College World Series legend with a three home run game in the College World Series. And uh, is then drafted in the fifth round of the 2005 draft by the Tigers. And it was... Uh, not it it fared to not be a fantastic pick 
uh, drafted, like I said, in, uh, in, in 2005, would make his MLB debut in 2008. I guess three years for a college player isn't, isn't horrible, but wasn't exactly lighting it up in, uh, in the minors by any stretch. He was, he was like, uh, I, I mean, hitting wise, I guess he was in like the low eight hundreds for OPS wise for most of his, his minor league career. Uh, so he comes up to the Tigers 2008 at 25 years old. He would hit, play the 42 games that season, would slash 260, 306, 375. That's a 681 OPS. Not great by any stretch. And then would kind of just go up and down, be a, a, a util, not utility, but a, a backup corner infield kind of a player for organizational depth and, and would never played more than, you know, 32, 42. His rookie year when he played 42 games was his career high in games played in a season for his, I guess, his only his three-year career. Uh, in 2010, he was then optioned to AAA Toledo and then got called back up and, and back down and whatever and, and kept basically just going up and down for most of 2010. Until July 30th, we DFA'd him. He was claimed by the Oakland Athletics. Uh, he then gets claimed by the A's. They immediately assign him to AAA. He had a game where he had 10 RBIs in a dope, not a game. He had a, a day where he had 10 RBIs in a double header for uh, the Sacramento River Cats of, uh, of the Oakland Athletics organization. So that's kind of fun. They won 14 to 5 and 12 to 3. In those two games, he had a 10 RBI day. That's pretty wild. And then, yeah, after that season, uh, played well. He played for the Phillies minor league in 2010 as well. Um, and that was a it kind of made its rounds in in the Tigers community when it happened because people felt so bad. But he had a uh, broke his leg trying to score a, a like a game winning run at home plate for the Phillies minor league team there in 2010, which is obviously brutal. But in 2012, he makes a comeback, signs with the O's, doesn't even make any team out of camp, signs with the Red Sox, uh, traded for like cash on the Pirates. He then went to the Pirates in 2012. He was just played for like eight different teams. And uh, in one of his last games, so September 3rd, in the Pirates organization, they wanted to try to play all nine positions. And this one made its rounds too because uh, we had done it with Shane Halter back in the day and then would eventually do it again with uh, with, with Romine. So he, he tried to play all nine positions. Left field in the first, center field in the second, right field in the third, third base in the fourth, shortstop in the fifth, second base in the sixth, Started the seventh at first and became the pitcher with two outs in the inning. He failed to play catcher because there was a rain out. The game was cut short. He was credited with the save, however. Uh, and then, yeah, he would he would be he would never play uh, baseball at the professional level in the United States ever again, uh, or anywhere ever again. I think that was the end of his career. Yeah, it was. Um, he did play for the United States national baseball team in the 2003 Pan American Games, where the team took home a silver medal, went 27 and two overall, which was the best finish ever. And he scored the team's only loss in the, uh, in the in the gold medal game to Cuba. There's no like, 
oh my gosh, this was a crazy moment for him. So it's hard for me to give like hints about stuff he did in game. I can just kind of give you his career outlook, but um, he was like the epitome of media, not even mediocre. He, he was not very good. He was not very good. My friends and I would always, would, uh, he was like the epitome. He's still only 38 years old. Jeez. Career negative 0.6 war. Eight home runs, three stolen bases, a 688 career LPS. This is, of course, Jeff Larish. The one, the only, Jeff Larish. At one point, for a very brief moment, did not last very long at all, but for a brief moment, people thought Jeff Larish might actually be a, uh, a corner infielder of the future for this team, but... Uh, <laughs> definitely did not come to fruition. All right. Before I send you on your way, got to talk to you about Locked On Bets. Betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers, doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right. That's going to do it. For today's episode, we will have a nice show tomorrow. Hopefully recapping yet another win. Hopefully we just keep the train rolling. I want, man, I, I, I want to get 500 so bad. I want, to, I want to win 81 games so bad. 11 and 5 down the year out. Anything's possible. Kevin Garnett taught me that. All right, thanks for rocking with me. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.